Chavez, this week's Parsha is Kitisa, and I heard this shir by my Rebbe Ravorn, and I wanted to just talk about the comparison of Aaron to Yeravam ben Nevat. Seemingly at first glance, Yeravam ben Nevat is one of the greatest Rishayim to ever live on this planet, maybe. And Aaron may be arguably one of the greatest Tzadikim to ever live on this planet. And this comparison seems not necessarily so great, but I want to just talk about it for a second here. Aaron seemingly should not have been the person to be the Kohen Gadol. The Kohen Gadol's entire purpose is to serve Hashem, is this entire Ben Adam Lamakum aspect of Judaism. Yet, seemingly, Aaron is this Rodev Shalom. Aaron is this incredible leader of the Jewish people, yet he doesn't lead the people themselves. He leads the people to Hashem, but mainly his job is only focused on worshiping Hashem and not really dealing with people as much. Versus Moshe, whose entire purpose is dealing with people. He obviously deals with Hashem a lot, but Moshe we would define as the Ben Adam Lechaver aspect. And seemingly for some reason, Aaron has the position which is not necessarily fit for him. Aaron should really be the leader. And the reason he's not the leader might come down to this week's parsha when we hear about the Chir Ego. The Chir Ego is mentioned in this week's parsha, and we're told that Aaron builds the Chir Ego when the Jews pressure him to do so after Moshe doesn't come down from the mountain. Aaron gives in to the Jewish people's temptations, the Jewish people's fears, and he doesn't stop them. He's too flexible with the Jews. The flexibility that he has with the Jews allows them to do this idolatry. And this is the reason for the sin, because of the fact that the leader was willing to give in to the people. We see another time in history where the leader was too flexible as well, and that was Yeravam ben Nevat. Yeravam ben Nevat appears in Malachim Aleph, toward the middle of Malachim Aleph, and we're told about this guy who splits off the kingdom from Shlomo's son, Rechavam. Rechavam takes Yehuda, and Yeravam ben Nevat takes Yisrael, the ten tribes of Israel. Yeravam, due to the fact that he doesn't have a base on Mikdash in his territory of Yisrael, decides, I'm going to build two golden calves. The two golden calves will therefore replace the base on Mikdash that the Jews are so used to going down to on the Shalashagalim, and then they won't feel a need to go into Yehuda's territory, and I won't lose power to Yehuda, and I will be a totalitarian leader. This is such a successful scheme that seemingly these two golden calves are never ridden of in Yisrael. They're never taken away throughout all the idolatrous years of the nation of Israel versus Yehuda. We see Israel always has these golden calves all the way from the time of Yeravim ben Avat. And the Rambam mentions how Yeravim ben Avat may have been the most evil person due to the fact that he made these two golden calves. Now, the comparison, I think, is obvious. Aaron built a golden calf, and Yeravim built a golden calf. Some more similarities come up, though. Number one was the golden calves. Number two is he constructs the calves after returning from Egypt and uses the word Chag, just like Aaron had used by the Chir HaEgel. Yeravim ben Nevat was sent down to Mitzrayim by Shlomo because Shlomo was scared about Yeravim ben Nevat taking over as king. And after coming back from his galus that Shlomo sent him on to Mitzrayim, he makes the two golden calves. Furthermore, his kid is named Nadav. The person who takes over after Yeravam, which will be the last of his dynasty, is Nadav. 
we know that Aaron's kid's name is also Nadav. This comparison is striking. A few opposites between the two of them are that the two golden calves are two golden calves by Yeravam, but it's only one golden calf by Aaron. Another difference is that the rebellion of the golden calves by Aaron only lasts for a few moments. But by Yeravam, we know that the rebellion lasts for generations upon generations. Number three, another comparison that we see between Aaron and Yeravam, is that the intentions of the Jews in the desert were to build a calf to replace Moshe. They weren't worshipping idolatry necessarily, but rather making a form, a deity of God, which is maybe considered Kfira, but not necessarily Avodazara. There are Mepharshim who take the path that's Avodazara, but many Mepharshim also take the route that it's not Avodazara. So maybe it wasn't such a bad intention when the Jews had the golden calf. By Yeravam, we're told that the intentions are awful. The intention is for power. His entire purpose of building the golden calves is so that the Jews don't go down to Yehuda, so that he can keep all the power for himself, rather than dividing it with God and with the nation of Yehuda. Two things come out of this. Number one, Aaron was too flexible. He gave in to the Jews' request, even maybe if it was good in, for a good intention, he gave in too fast. And his leadership, therefore, was rejected. And that's why he became the Kohen Gadol and he wasn't the leader of the Jewish people due to his, due to his ultra-flexibility and his ultra Rodev Shalom. Being Rodev Shalom is not always a good thing. Being too Rodev Shalom without balance can lead to the sin of Avodazara, as we see by Aaron. But to the other side, Yeravam was not flexible at all. He wasn't flexible to giving the Yehuda tribes any power, Yehuda and Binyamin any power, and he wanted all the power for himself. This lack of flexibility led to him creating the golden calves. So we see two opposites. One where there's a lack of flexibility and one where there's too much flexibility. The trick with leadership is finding the balance between the two. Have a great job, everyone.